This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> you can touch it if you want. Ladies, if you want to meet a man, check your storage closet. Come on, Kendall, take off your shirt and go camera shopping at Best Buy. Good shirtless, not bad shirtless. Yeah. Well, it was gratuitous. Yeah, it was. I like a good grizzled man sometimes. A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week, and it's time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and other shows, too, and try to make sense of them. I'm Les Kirkendall Barrett. Uh, hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. So let me tell you. Yeah. So we were kind of juggling between watching what we watched and um, something else, which the something else was the pilot of Moonlighting. Yeah. Which turned out to be two hour, like almost like an hour and a half long. Yeah, it, so, it must have been it when it originally aired. It must have been a two hour TV movie because without well, commercials, it's over an hour and a half. Yeah. So before we made the last minute decision to watch the, our current movie, I watched some of Moonlighting. Mm -hmm. I tell you what, I am a cisgendered gay male and I want to be a lady detective. I know I've shared this before that I wanted to be a lady detective. Moonlighting just really invigorated more just my wanting to be a lady detective. That's exciting. Because Maddie Hayes... Maddie Hayes showed up. Maddie Hayes was no joke. Well, I, I still think we should watch it next week. It just, uh, I yeah. was under a time crunch in terms of yes. what, what I needed to watch by the time we were going to record. Well, I tell you, it's actually, because I'm halfway through, and it's actually, A, it's really good. B, I thought it was going to be more dated, and it is kind, it is dated, but not, as bad as you think, so it actually holds up. And um, it was fun, because this was probably shot in what, like 1983, 1984? I think the show premiered, right? yeah, I think the premier show premiered later in the 80s, so yeah. So, but it was fun to see LA like in the mid 80s. I watched the first couple of minutes before I realized how long it was going to be, and I was surprised at, um, how well or how good it looked visually yeah like there was some really interesting camera work out of the gate um so i'm i'm excited to watch it for next week but yeah it's like you know living in la it was it was fun to see la in the 80s because they really do go all over la yeah and so well, hopefully yeah, so. our listeners will also watch now that they all know that we're going to watch that for next week and maybe they'll right. have opinions on it when we when yep. we eventually get to that. But this week, uh, we're, we're dealing with the Cheers spinoff and I'm not uh, talking about the Frasier reboot. We are dealing with it. Yes. And you know, you talk about murder, it murdered my soul. Uh, <laughs> wow. Once again, there Italian Americans are represented... So well, oh yeah, <laughs> in American media, um, yeah. I went to a class reunion. 
Oh, this, this past it was, weekend? It was, my mo- it was my mom's class reunion. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, this past weekend? No, today. These happened. These, today? These, they, they just yeah, they do them in the during, middle of the week? They do them <laughs> in the middle of the day. In the middle of the, it's the 65th uh, class reunion. So when you get to that year, it's in the middle of the day. Well, but yeah, but I, but I guess if it's the 65th reunion, so your mom's, you know, in her 80s. So during the middle of the day, that is like late night at that age. So yes. would you have like a lunch? Yeah, it was a lunch. It was a chicken marsala, which resembled oh. more of a Salisbury steak. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman came up to us and started showing paintings on her phone. And she's like, I want to show you these. My husband, my husband's doing these because I don't know if I'm ever going to see you people again. And then she looks at me and she goes, did you go to school with my husband? I'm like, F okay. you, lady. I'm not my age. <laughs> so that crushed my day. You're taking it way too close to heart. She just can't see. Yeah, I curse. It's either that or she's got dementia. So there's, I mean, come on. Did you go to school with my husband? Did you go to school with my husband? Yes. <laughs> he held me in his arms like I was a baby. Not even that. What if I... I'll tell you, it's too much. Did you get a number? Can I get this out of my system too? It's <laughs> Halloween. I saw the I saw the Annabelle movie. I'll get this over quick. Okay. You know that stupid Annabelle movie that was like ten years ago. Now there's like three of them. Yeah. And the priest comes over. The priest comes over and sees this, you know, Annabelle, the baby doll. Well, it's all this horrid looking doll, and he goes, "That's this is evil, evil. I, I have to take it out of your house." So he takes it out of the house. He starts. He starts driving. He has. The, he puts the doll in the back seat of the car while he's driving. That's like an I, idiot. And and okay. So and I've seen <laughs> the Annabelle movies. And Annabelle, like just looking at that doll, you know that that doll is like messed up. You know she's messed up. Well, yeah. That I mean, the, uh, one of the big conceits of the entire <laughs> horror genre is that if they're little kids or they're dolls, it's creepy. It's automatically because, creepy. Uh, Annabelle doesn't even do anything. You think Annabelle's going to like strangle him? Annabelle just sits in the back seat quietly, probably thinking, "This guy's so dumb. I'm not even doing anything." And her eyes move. But not Annabelle- much moves. They keep having shots of Annabelle, and you're just waiting for Annabelle to move, to blink, or do something. But what Whatever. I heard is <laughs> it's supposed to be based on like Annabelle is supposed to be based on like. A, a, a story like that, but the doll is supposed to be like a Raggedy Ann, but I don't think Raggedy Ann is hard enough looking to like make you scared. They couldn't get the rights to a Raggedy Ann also. Especially, it's like, you look at Raggedy Ann, you're like, I could kick her ass, but then Annabelle, you're like, oh, I'm not messing with that one. That one looks like she'd like shank me or Wait, something. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Outside of the horror world, are you saying that you would look at like a doll with like a porcelain face and be like, oh fuck, that doll is gonna beat the shit out of me. Annabelle? Did you have you seen Annabelle? Annabelle's no. creepy looking doll. You haven't seen it? No, I don't watch this. Oh no, Jonathan's in the whole series. Annabelle Annabelle looks like she's not fucking around. Horror Annabelle movies don't really scare me though. I don't, and it's not my genre. I just don't care. Yeah. Annabelle's Annabelle's one of the Avengers. I mean Annabelle's in like like half the movies out there, according to what I'm looking at on Max.com. But yeah, Annabelle is like, you know, Annab- you you get one look at Annabelle and you're like, oh hell no. <laughs> I'm not going near that thing. There's like mom pot kettles meets Annabelle and Right. Annabelle is in a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. 
Because I like, because the, the thing with those her babies, because it's part of the conjuring. See, because as you all know, I am a sucker for a soap opera. Mm -hmm. And so how the conjuring movies always suck me in is at the end of the movies, the end of the movie is always like the first scene or it sets up the next one. So it like it leaves you in a cliffhanger because basically the they put like the first few minutes of the next one. So it's like, okay, God damn it. Now I have to watch it yeah. and see what happens. It's how Netflix does it. Just jumps right. right to the next episode, and you're like, I, I know it's three in the morning, I should go to bed, but they just started the next episode of Ozark, and now I need to watch it. Right, exactly. Oh, that's good. That's what they do. Yeah. That's that too. Yeah, because Annabelle's, I didn't see The Conjuring. Annabelle is a prequel to The Conjuring. Annabelle but The Conjuring was conjuring. first, though. All right. Because isn't that where Annabelle is in like a, because one of them, Annabelle is like in a glass case. At the end of this one that I watched, she's in a glass case, yeah. And some dumb shit let her out. Mm. <laughs> but you know who we would never want to see in a glass case? Do you have any black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. All right, this is from Yahoo News. This is from yesterday, which would be October 10th, 2023. Black China, who now goes by her legal name, Angela White, is indulging in maintaining her peace of mind. A socialite opted to visit a chiropractor who set her bones straight with her <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. A socialite? When did this happen? When did this happen? Is that the news? This is from Yahoo. The Yahoo. news so, like, is literally like, oh, like? Black China needed an adjustment. That's the news? Hold on. There's more to the story. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, yes, she opted to visit a chiropractor who set her bones straight with his professional skills amid the toll of being at loggerheads with her baby daddy, Taiga. The 35-year-old is facing a custody dispute concerning her son, King Cairo, with the rapper, Per court documents, China is seeking an order for Tyga to cover her legal expenses. Additionally, she is requesting an expansion of her parental rights, which encompasses more visitation rights and increased transparency regarding information about their son's living situation and health. Over the last few months, millions have watched as China has turned over a new leaf, transforming from her bad girl persona to a more conservative individual. Keeping in line with that, the mother of two recently underwent complimentary <laughs> chiropractic care medicine. The was captured... <laughs> The event was captured on camera with the event bits landing with bits landing and a reel shared on social media alongside the captain. Uh, the caption um, hashtag Black China getting her first adjustment. Those were some crispy cracks. The crispy <laughs> cracks in question were the shocking sounds that emanated from the former Ro uh, China and Rob Stars body as Dr. Alex Van Der Sheldon manually manipulated her neck, knee, and arms. The initial reaction uh, the excellent doctor got when he twisted his client's neck at the start of the clip resulted in him saying, this is amazing, wow. And China agreeing said, that was intense. The pair soon changed their minds about the intensity of the cracks. When Van Der Sheldon turned the former OnlyFans star's neck the other way, this time they both claimed they needed that one. 
Uh, keying into the playful caption, this Instagram user wrote in the comments, she got crispy bones, LOL. And, <laughs> and another noted. <laughs> another noted. You scared the hell out of her with that first crackles. Her eyes almost popped out. Um, she probably needed that after being on special forces, a third viewer joked. And a third, I guess I mean, they mean a fourth pointed out, I'm so happy for her. She looks so good. Oh, and another person added, man, she's crunchy. As for the <laughs> ongoing dispute. And then it goes on and on about the dispute and all that. But I think the, the chiropractor part is really what the part we need to focus on. Well, it is because I base, so I just looked this guy up. Because uh, I used to go to a chiropractor that, that had celebrities as clients, so I thought it might have been him, but it's not. Uh, this guy is in Orange County, and his business only has eight Google reviews, so my guess is she's getting paid uh, to post about this. Well, it said it's complimentary. That's what they said in the article. It's yeah, complimentary. he gave her a free adjustment in, in order to talk about his uh, practice. Because why would crack? she drive all the way to fucking Orange County to get an adjustment? Exactly. Because doesn't she live in like Calabasas? Or yeah, something? something like that. That she lives Kurt, in the valley. That would be Kurt. That's like a two-hour drive. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It wildly Wait. inconvenient. Unless she was in Newport Beach for something else. And see, I'm giving this guy business. But if she were in Newport Beach for something else and thought, "Hey, I need an adjustment," maybe. But to drive all that way, even for a free adjustment, yeah, it's not worth. That's it. not worth it. I guess they got she got more publicity out, but there's but there's other stories. You know, this wasn't this was like the story I chose. Yeah, no, this is good. That was a good story. I liked hearing about Black China's crispy bones, her crispy crack. Yeah, yeah. no, I thought this was a good one. No, I'm saying she doesn't need to seek out more stories, but I guess she needs like you know, she she needs like a backlog of stories no but she doesn't good, but she does need to seek out stories that's how she makes a living and, and you yeah. know i mean it, it ties in with you know because you know her new image is all about health and and wellness and yeah. so this fits in with her new her new image and and self-care she's gotta lean into that i do miss that they don't talk about her outfits anymore though well, this was a Yahoo one, so. But, you know, remember how we used to get, like, a rundown of her outfit mm -hmm. and a cost analysis yeah. of every article of clothing? Plus, going in for an adjustment, well, you need to dress somewhat comfortably if they're, especially if they're, like, getting down to, like, getting your hips loose and stuff, too. You can't oh, yeah. be in a, a nice, you know, like, mini skirt. You need oh. to be able to move around very easily. Right. Well, like, these, this has, this has the Instagram, some some videos and some pictures i can see the outfit she's wearing uh, like i could see her like she's probably was she wearing like a lululemon yoga outfit she seems to be wearing some kind of sports bra i guess it's called okay yeah, yeah. That. that makes sense like workout clothes probably yeah yeah the instagram it's it's from the instagram profile of the chiropractor yeah again it's she a, was probably getting yeah. paid to be there yeah 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 good but for her good for her for sure. Self-care, you know. Oh, my God. Speaking of self-care, I guess, did we rip the Band-Aid off? Yeah. yeah. What's his actor's, his actor's name? Is Dan Hedaya? Hedaya, I believe. Yeah, Hedaya. Who played, uh, he I, was 
the main character. So we watched the Tortellis, which was the yeah. uh, the nineteen eighty seven spinoff of Cheers, focusing on Carla's ex husband Nick, played by Dan Hedaya, and his wife Loretta, played by Jean Kasem, also known as Casey Kasem's real life wife, who basically allegedly didn't like after Casey Kasem died. Didn't she allegedly like hide the body or like? I I believe the story was when he was still alive. The, a lot of the family was kind of cut off from him, and uh, it, it sounded a little bit like, if not elder care, then certainly like somebody was trying to allegedly potentially protect uh, whatever inheritance might be there. Yeah, like it was a whole thing. Yeah. You know, she's also famous for her role in Ghostbusters. Remember that? She's like, I'm leaving early. And he goes, oh, no. And uh, Rick Brown says, oh, no, if we start dancing, maybe everybody will. And they started. Remember that scene? She's <laughs> yeah. in the, like, I sort of remember seeing a Ghostbusters. Was, was, was that her or was that Donna Dixon, yeah. who was Dan Aykroyd's no, wife? <gasps> no, no, I that think was it her. was Donna Dixon. I think it's Donna it Dixon. It was not. All right. It was not. Look it up. All right. I, I knew it was her, and then I confirmed it. Okay. Okay. She has like one line in the movie. But it's memorable. I care about Janine. Wasn't that Annie Potts, Janine? Yes. Ghostbusters. What do you want? I didn't know her name in the movie. Yes. So so she was so actually she was actually kind of popular at this time. Not really. She got I don't know. I know who she was. So the Tristellis. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was gonna say, well, you know, it after this spinoff, I guess, you know, the spinoff of Cheers redeemed itself in the guise of Frasier. Yes. My memory of this. My memory of this, because I actually remember when the show came on. And my memory of this is they had a Cheers episode. Like mm-hmm. right before this, like mm-hmm. it aired, like you know, in the slot before it, where he was in it, is all the characters from the this, this show were like in it, and it was mm-hmm. like the big, the big launching pad of the show was this Cheers episode. Yeah, that's what they call a backdoor pilot, where they they basically shoehorn a premise for a TV show into an already existing show and write in characters for the sole purpose of spinning them off into their own show. Mm-hmm. And, like Dynasty yeah. and the Colbys, kind of, yeah. But he was a reoccurring. He was a reoccurring. He was, but the whole cat. the rest of the world of that show was was shoehorned into that Cheers episode, right? I wonder how they thought this was going to be successful. Like who? It, it's not. It, it's not an evil show, but I, it's not Annabelle evil, but it, it's it's not. Why, why would you want to watch this? What's wild about this, too, is that this show premiered in January of 1987. Um, and so it, it aired its first episode after Cheers. And then after that, it was on its own on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. on NBC. But what's oh wild about it is not only were they trying to do a spinoff of Cheers that they couldn't really give all their time to. It was also the same season that Kirstie Alley joined Cheers. So they've got this uh, massive cast shakeup on Cheers, and in the middle of that, they're trying to spin off another show. I think they just spread themselves too thin. Yeah. And the Kirstie Alley takeover, which was successful, Yeah, by the way. But they didn't know that at the time. That was a big deal. Mm-hmm. 
it's got to be like they must. It just must. They they must have gotten a lot of leeway, you know, as far as getting the show on. They said, "Look, it's this is a cheer spinoff." Oh yeah, okay, here we mm-hmm. go. But then the more they keep working on it, you know, they they see the show is not is not great, but yeah. they're still going to give it a shot because Cheers was a huge show. Yeah. Yeah, and it was finally a hit by this point, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Didn't Cheers take a few years to warm Cheers' up? first season on the air, it out of something like 78 shows on the air that season, it ranked number 76 in the ratings. Oh, jeez. Yeah. The only yeah, reason took, NBC it, it didn't cancel it is because they didn't have anything else to replace it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And look what happened. Yeah. It turned itself around. So 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 we start off, we're we're in heaven. Mm-hmm. And Nick is trying to get into heaven, but Peter at the pearly gates won't let him in. Hmm, you assume it's Peter. Or whoever who was at the pearly gates. That's, that's interesting to me. And they told him that you got to find somebody to, you got to say, find one person to say something nice about you. And then Carla from Cheers shows up. Yeah. Carla from Cheers and Barbie, the Barbie movie. Yes. Oh, yes. That's right. That's right. And, and the teacher from Class Act with Kid and Play. Who, Carla? Rhea Perlman, yeah. Oh. So then I was you just know. trying to get the a mention of the Barbie movie in there to maybe get more clicks on this episode. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Have you seen the Barbie movie yet, Kurt? No, I'm gonna wait till I can see it for free. Kurt, you need to see it. Well, free is relative. Well, I I think well, I'm gonna pay and see it again. I'm gonna see Barbie Oppenheimer. Are you going to see uh, uh, the Taylor Swift concert film this weekend, Kurt? I would watch that. Oh, really? You, sold out everywhere. Does that shock you? Does that shock you? Yes. A little bit. Really? Not entirely, yes, but a little actually. bit. Yes, it does. Yeah. The, uh, the the Grove, which is this uh, big shopping center here in L.A., uh, they're doing the premiere of that movie there tonight. They don't normally do premieres there, but the movie's being uh, uh, distributed by AMC, and AMC has a theater there. So they they closed the entire Grove Shopping Center today and blocked off streets all around it, um, and there's not even a guarantee that Taylor's going to be there. Oh, so she may not even show up? I think she oh, is, think given the, the high security, but they have it's, it hasn't been confirmed to fans that she's coming. Well, I think it would be funny if she didn't show up. Must be exhausting, like, always talking it, about the anti-hero. What's instead of there, they show her she's like at a Thursday night football game tomorrow. Right. No, you, you can't. Football player now. Yep. No, you, you can't go expecting the people from the movie to, to be there. It's, it's not a puppet show. But Taylor, but Taylor, you know, Taylor is known to do shit for her fans, so... And would, and this you know, isn't I, like it's the premiere night. It's that they're calling this the official like p- premiere party for the movie. So it's not yeah. it's not uh, that far out of the realm of possibility that you would be there. Yeah. 
Because she has all sorts of wacky shit for her fans all the time, too. Isn't that what she's known for? Mm-hmm, for sure. It must be exhausting always rooting for the anti-hero. That's what it is. Oh, there you go. I would have seen Taylor Swift. Uh, I, I would go see a Taylor Swift show. You'd go to the Eras tour? Yeah. She I puts in a good now. time. It's a good show. I didn't see sure, Eras, but I've see seen that. her twice okay. in the past. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I have a friend who was in one of her videos, and he really actually really liked her. She's, so I mean, the, nice. I've, I've met her a few times. She is, down to earth is not something you can use to describe her because she's so of another level with just her life. But she's very nice, and she, you know, speaks to you directly. She, she's very intelligent and very driven, but also, you know, like really cares about people or seems to. That's always nice she's to hear. She spoke, she spoke to you directly. She said, yes, I will have a Diet Coke. And no, a- no, no, no. I was not waiting on her. In fact, like, because I was there, like, through my, my job in radio. So the times I've met her, it, it's like, you know, not only is she making sure I'm taken care of, like, her mom is like, okay, well, now Taylor's going to go get ready for the show, but I'm going to give you a tour of backstage. So you're walking along with Mama Swift, and she's doing a tour of the backstage area show, and you where the costumes are. And then she's like, oh, let's walk under the stage while Ed Sheeran performs. Oh, like you're, nice. like, like you're on Cribs or something? Kind of, yeah. It was really cool. And then after Cri- the you know show, after yes, the show... In in the mail, like the U.S. mail, I received a handwritten thank you note from Taylor twice, thanking me for coming to her show. Aww, oh, nice. manners. Yes, that's good. I'm glad to hear that she has manners. Yeah. But anyway, Kurt didn't no answer man. if he knows Cribs. Do you know Cribs? Yeah, I said I do know Cribs. Okay. That was like the show on MTV where they they show where people live and all that. Yeah. That we're talking about? Yeah. Kurt, yeah. Well, Kurt, we got to ask. <laughs> I know stuff. Why do you think I know things? No, we know you know things. <laughs> we just have to double check. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, so Nick wakes up and he's on a bus to Vegas. <laughs> a bus. Yeah. From so Boston. Means, right? Yeah. Yeah, which means he had no money. Wouldn't that be like a three-day, four-day trip? I, 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 yeah, so, probably. Oh, that sounds like a terrible trip. Doesn't Absolutely. it, though? It's terrible from L.A. to Vegas on a bus. Yeah, seriously. Oh, I always I went from It's a four-hour I went from Philly to Miami. Oh. But on a bus? Boston. Yeah, a Greyhound. Oh, jeez. Awful. Well, I, that's what I'm sure that's what he was experiencing going from Boston. Well, that just sounds awful. Boston well, to Vegas. Okay. He starts singing. So it turns out he had a nightmare, but, but, you know, right from the East Coast to Vegas is a nightmare anyway. Mm-hmm. And then he starts singing Hallelujah. Glory Hallelujah. Yeah, not the oh, Leonard yeah. Cohen ha- Hallelujah, but no, like glory, glory Hallelujah. Uh, yeah. yeah. He should have done the Leonard Cohen one. Hallelujah. <laughs> That would've been awesome, and everybody starts singing in the back. Hallelujah! That would be that. See, already it's a better show. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so I then I should have been writing for the show. You should have. Well, how old were you at this time, Kurt? Like fifteen, like eleven, or no? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I was actually. It, I I have to say though, as a fan, 
of of network television multi camera comedy. It it breaks my heart that Jim Burroughs directed this pilot and probably many of the episodes, if not all of them, because he is the hands down the greatest sitcom director of all time. Did uh, I think all but maybe two episodes of Cheers? He did every episode of Will and Grace. He did a bunch of Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, did the pilot for Fred? Like he's done all of this iconic stuff, and this is on his resume. You know what's funny? I'm actually doing a Mary Tyler Moore rewatch right now. Oh, it's so good. It really is. Yeah. It really, it really is. I'm on like season two. Um, but, but back to this. Okay. So, so then we go yeah. to the Loretta's sister's house, which is supposed to be in Vegas, but it looked like Palm Springs to me. And yeah, that's true. It did look a little too pretty outdoors for it to be Vegas. Yeah. So Loretta's sister Charlotte is basically the pretty much she's the 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 eighties sitcom female. That lady, that that actress, they, I was looking at her her resume. I, I remember she was on that show Best of the West. You remember Best of the I West? remember the title, Best of the West. They were trying her out on a whole bunch of shows. She must she she was in some kind of loop. Really? Yeah, because she was on a bunch of like sitcoms that run for like a year, maybe two years. Yeah, there was uh, it's a lot of actors though that kind of go through that thing. Even George Clooney went through that. Clooney totally went through that. Jennifer Aniston went through that. Yeah. But she never this woman never really got a hit. I think that's the case with everybody on the show. Right. But show business is tough. Mm-hmm. So Char- so so Charlotte is so Charlotte owns this house. Okay, I can't believe for this house Charlotte's rent was only 850 bucks. This was 40 years ago though. But she can't even afford that. <laughs> 800. But 40 years ago and in Vegas. True. That sounds about right. And she must have had a shitty lawyer because she was upset because her alimony was running out. I thought your alimony ran out like when your kid was like 18. It may, it may have changed since then, since no, then but I think her kid was like, what, four, five? No, yeah, she had a little alimony. kid. Well, no, alimony people- and, and child support are two different things. Yeah, people can get alimony for years and years and years. But well, it's it's forever. usually a negotiated. Forever. Negotiated Johnny, or Johnny decided first, on by the judge. I think Johnny Carson's first wife was, the, the deal was she would collect alimony from him until she got remarried and she never got remarried until after he passed away then she got remarried like right away. Well, So she collected alimony as long as he was alive. Well, this woman had a bad lawyer then. Mm-hmm. Cause then, cause okay, cause but then you are, you all are right. Even if she wasn't getting alimony, she should still be getting child support. And the kid was like, what, like I think like four. It's probably like four or five. That yeah. kid shouldn't have been on a TV show. No. This was like this, this 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 kid was like a sperm. <laughs> I don't know how he was learning lines. He could barely genius. talk. That kid. <laughs> You know what, this show, now that I think about it, like, at, at, with a little bit of uh, this show in my rearview mirror from having watched it last night, I wonder if 
NBC largely laid off the producers of Cheers backs with the way they were were doing that show and all of the notes that the network wanted to give about cheers are like, Nope, 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 Nope. But this new show came along and then it works like, it's a new show. It's our money. We're making all the notes and like, okay, go for it. So like all of their negative attention was focused on the Tortellis and not on cheers. So maybe yeah. this is like a sacrificial lamb of sorts. Cause what, cause that little boy, that little boy seriously could barely talk cause he was barely old enough to talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all done it, but I think he probably, he probably shit himself while he was acting. Yeah. <laughs> we have not all done that. <laughs> I have not done that. Okay, I've well, shit on other people. <laughs> we've all done it. Oh, man. There's a uh, so of course, kernel of a joke it, in there. <laughs> so, of course, it's a sitcom. Well, well there's so always Charlotte, corn in there. sister hates Nick. <laughs> And then they threw in a boobs joke because they're both talking about their luck with men. And one of them says, oh, the sister says, are we the biggest pair of boobs? And then the other sister says, not in this town. What was Vegas like back then? Because I know now it's like for the last couple of years, it's been like the like the fastest growing city and all. But what was it about like in the 80s? Was it like a little like sleazy or? It was, it, I mean, I, I didn't start going there until I moved to LA in 95, but I think there was probably a lull from the seventies and eighties where it was very much seen as where washed up performers go to die. And so I don't think it was, it was seen as sexy and glamorous like it is now. And then in the nineties, uh, they were trying to make it this family friendly place. And they have all these like hotel and casinos that cater to families like circus circus and Excalibur. Yeah. And they soon realized that like, oh, that's not why people really come to this city. You go to Vegas to get away from your kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And also, like, Vegas, the, the, the touristy part that everyone knows about is very different than the Vegas that you live in when you're there. Living in Vegas, uh, so I have a friend who grew up in Vegas, and she was telling me that Vegas is actually very conservative. Oh, yeah. It's very conservative, very Mormon. So it's like, you know, very, like, yeah, she's like, it's more conservative than you'd ever think. Well, we know people. We Luell is there. David Rosen. Character. Oh, hi, David Rosen, hi, our David. friend. Um. Oh, okay. So the doorbell rings, and it's hmm. Nick, and he wants Loretta to take him back. He's on his knees. He's on his knees in a shiny blue shirt. Yes, this is truly a man's world um back i think i've said this before on the show but i'm just saying what what the media reflects uh you know this nick tortelli is just um he's a a a man of the ladies 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 cannot resist him how by the way how how self-confidence he didn't seem super confident though he was disgusting he's got something going on Women like it. Women can change him. That's that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they think that. Maybe he's like packing. Well, I've known somebody. I I've known people who women are attracted to them, and I think the reason why is because it's like it's it's that they want to take care of them. 
Like they wanted, they have this like this nurturing quality. And they're packing and they, heat, probably. And they're kind of, just, just packing heat. What, 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 what you know that? what pack, He's what implying that Nick heat? Tortelli has a giant Italian sausage. Yes. All right. I I have a slightly similar yet different theory. I think it's that uh, women that grow up with weird daddy issues, like maybe the father wasn't around or whatever it is, they're trying to now please the, the new man in their life to get approval that they didn't get when they were younger. Uh-huh. Ah, and there's certain men who are kind of tuned into that. Yeah. But he was not only gross, he was like a pig, too. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like a womanite. He was a womanite. And not very smart, so, either. Exactly. This is what... Um, so, the Tortellis <laughs> drew sharp criticism for its stereotypical mm-hmm. depiction of Italian-Americans. Television writer Bill Kelly wrote, the Italian-American Anti-Defamation League should be about as enchanted with Nick Tortelli as it was with the Untouchables. Show the Untouchables. Yeah. What, with Elliot Ness? Yeah, I guess that they, they're saying it's worse. That <laughs> Italian-Americans come off worse in the Tortellis than they do the... In, in other what in other words, the the murderous people in the mob <laughs> are depicted in a better light than the Tortellis are. Right. There's a mob joke in this thing. That's a little bit. You don't hear too much of those anymore. Um, that was kind of an eighties go to, wasn't it? Yeah, because wasn't that during like the time of Mary did the mob? Yeah, and also this is a show set yeah. in Vegas, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I wrote it down somewhere. I'll I'll come across it. Okay. Oh, so so Loretta forgives him, but she doesn't want to go back to New Jersey. And so he's like, "Well, fine, I could stay here. I'm a TV repairman." And and they were like, Vegas has a lot of TVs, so. And they have a, a lot of bad jokes that go on for 20 minutes, like the joke of him trying to get her to understand that he's talking about Vegas having a lot of screens. Yes. I did like her her top, her her side pony, though. That was kind of a Chrissy, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it like a genie kind of thing? Kind of. A little bit, yeah. It kind of was. A modern day genie. She brought the side pony back. Oh, so then, so the sister, oh, so we, what we forgot to say is the sister in the beginning was talking about how she needed to find a roommate to help her pay the rent because she couldn't afford $850 a month. Yeah. So they were like, okay, well then, Nick, you can move in, but you guys have to just pay the rent. You guys have to pay half the rent. Yes. By the way, uh, oh, did you guys find it weird that Nick hadn't met the sister before? Yes, I found that very weird. Oh yeah, that is unusual. I hadn't even considered that. Yeah, and didn't know, and, and then, didn't know that the sister had a kid, and it's like her sister. Yeah, yeah. This is when the kid walks in. The four-year-old. Yeah. Is this the yeah. moment you think he shit his pants on screen? I would have if I was him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, 
he was probably crawling and holding, and they 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 started him walking right before he walked on. But the kid. Oh my! How how old? Did three. He's probably like three. No, seriously, I, I yeah. think he's like four at the most. Especially like late eighties television, they <laughs> loved themselves a precocious little child. That's how and, Rudy from the Cosby Show started out, but she was five. And then she outgrew it, and they brought in Raven Simone when Raven Olivia. Simone was three years old. Yeah, they brought in Olivia. Oh. I remember. Yeah. Sometimes they put on these cute kids, and the show lasts years, and these kids get older, and they get some like weird yeah. eyebrows, and or like cousin you know, Oliver they, from the they're not. Mm-hmm. They just don't look. Um, they're not camera ready anymore. Like cousin which, which is weird because they have been on camera the entirety of their lives and the professional hair and makeup people at their disposal. Right. And sometimes right. Uh, the young boy, whatever, I think it was who's the boss, the young boy got a very effeminate as he got. As he he got was always very effeminate. <laughs> always. Okay. Always. But they had to kind of address that. Always. Um. Oh, so the little boy says what we were all thinking. He looks at he looks at uh, Nick and says, "You're funny looking." And I'm like, "Thank you, little kid." A little kid's name was Mark. I'm like, "Thank you, Mark." Mark should have said the other thing we were all thinking. This show sucks, right? Mark is like <laughs> Mark. Sh- Mark should have walked out on stage, <laughs> shit his pants on camera, and said, "Call my agent." <laughs> I've. I've hit rock bottom pretty young. <laughs> I'm three I've and I'm failed. already doing this shit. I'm three and I failed. <laughs> Jesus. Um. So, so then all of a sudden the doorbell rings and it's <laughs> Nick's son who decides I'm going to live in Vegas too with his new so, wife who they so never met. This is how you meet the cast. Everybody just piles on into right. the house. Oh, by the way, let's back up for a second. Since we've been joking that this this then child was shitting on camera, there is a scene where Nick was eating or, or took some chocolate from the kid or something, and the kid points it out. So Nick wipes the chocolate on the kid's back. Yeah. Like, maybe the kid was shitting on camera. Maybe. Well, I don't. I think the kid probably still had a diaper. I mean, this is this is early in his career. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Really, and oh my God, his career, kid I'm was guessing. This? Now, do you know what um, the so this kid, the older kid, who apparently was also on Cheers, mm-hmm. um, his son, yeah, Anthony, yeah. Anthony Tortelli. Uh, he's the one I wrote to you guys earlier. He's the one that has a direct connection to our show. How? Oh. How? It's very exciting. Well, the actor's name is Timothy Williams. Uh-huh. And he wisely, I always think this is very smart of people to do. People are in show business. They've got their foot in the door and they go and they get into like writing and producing more. He wrote an episode of the Tortellis. Smart kid. Right. And he got out and he got out and he wrote and he wrote. He was more of a writer. Um, In 2018, his Hallmark teleplay a lot like Christmas was, was put in, was put in development by producer Christina DeRosa. Didn't we have her on the show? 
That yeah, name sounds familiar. A, and yeah, we did an interview with her. Okay, she was we, in a um a Lifetime movie we watched. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the connection. Wow. All roads lead back to <laughs> Lifetime of Hallmark. Yes. That's cool. A little, bit, a little bit of a stretch, but but yeah. No, it's cool though. No, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I've met Casey Kasem. That count? Actually, that does. How did you meet the legendary Casey Kasem? Uh, back when I worked for, I don't remember what show it was. I don't know if I was working for Premier Radio or for Rick D's. Or no, I think I was working for Rick D's, and uh, he was syndicated internationally by Premier Radio at that time. So we shared office space. So I was at the Premier Holiday Party. And was walking through the crowd and Casey was there and got introduced to him. And he was very nice, but he seemed, I mean, this is probably 15 years ago, maybe more. Actually, probably more like 20. And uh, he was already kind of out of it at that point. But then they introduce him. He comes up and, you know, does like a toast or whatever. And like when he was on mic, he was on. He was coherent, super clear. He's, you know, jumping into the the shaggy voice from Uh, Scooby-Doo, Scrappy-Doo. He was doing it all. But it was just like when he was just having to be one-on-one, it was weird for him. Didn't that happen like with Tony Bennett as well, though? I imagine it happens like, with a lot of performers of a certain cause, age. Because there was I like some that. documentary. Yeah. And, and was it like Tony? It was like Tony Bennett when he was off mic, his dementia kicked in. He couldn't remember anybody. He was doing a thing with Lady Gaga, couldn't remember her. He started singing and he went on and like remembered everything and remembered her. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah. It was a 60 minutes piece that they did he was able to remember all the all the lyrics and all the stuff and then the next day he didn't remember that he he had performed yeah and i was with when when i met casey i was with my friend christian and for whatever reason his name stuck with casey more than mine so because he heard christian he thought my name was chris and he kept referring to me as chris and there's certain people that you're like, okay, you can call me Chris. That's fine. Yeah, fine, <laughs> whatever. America's top forty. Yeah. I remember watching his his show, and he thought that Buster Poindexter's hot, hot, hot. He said it should have been a hit. Buster Poindexter. That that wasn't a hit. Uh, he he said it wasn't. There was like a little segment where he said that like a song should have been a hit, and that's when he said he should hot, hot, hot should have been a hit. Ah, uh, here comes the police. Oh, God. Are you going to hear that? I can hear I that, can. yeah. They're, they're, coming, they're to coming to save us away. from the Tortellis. Yeah, seriously. Please. Over here. So, oh, so, hey. so, all, so all of a sudden, they're all in the garage. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess that was Nick's repair room. Yeah. The garage. And the wife comes in and brings, like, a bologna sandwich for Nick. But then for Anthony, she said that that they could take a love break. Now, that woman, I looked her up, too. She's now like this yoga teacher for the stars. Oh, good for her. Yeah. A yoga teacher for the stars. Yeah, she's like, she's like, does teaches yoga for Jennifer Aniston, whatever. I was also on the Tortellis years ago, you know. Okay. 
Oh, so then this new client shows up in the garage. I didn't know how the client knew how to go to the garage. I don't, Cause well, because the because the sister brought him out to the garage. But like, how did he find the house? Yeah, this is pre-social media. Yeah, they're just the giving out their address. Little, the guy looked a little Megan's listy. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I do, but I do know what you yeah. mean. And I don't disagree. <laughs> so he wanted Nick. He had a miniature TV. Yeah, what was that? What, an iPod? Or? It looked like yeah, an little, iPhone. It was the size of an iPhone. I forgot that the they had really, iPhone. really small TVs. I, I didn't remember them being quite that small, but yeah, there there no, was a thing that. in the, the late eighties where they, they were making these really, really small portable TVs sort of on the heels of the success of the Walkman, but I remember them being quite pricey too. Look right. flat though, too. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. And but so it was small. So yeah, so he's like, Nick, so he's like, I need my TV fixed. So they had a father-son moment. Anthony did the fixing. Nick talked him through it. Then they talked about their, their daddy-son issues as well. Yeah. And then he uh, Anthony fixed the phone. And then... Yeah, it, was Anthony, it was Anthony's hands, and then it was Nick's brain. Yes. Yeah. So then they were like, we did it. We did it. And then Charlotte came in and just shit on all of it and was like, oh, so how much are you going to make? 30 bucks. Well, that was the funniest part. It was like a silence. There's no, all of a sudden there's no laugh track, just silence. So we all have to feel bad. I didn't think she shit all over him. Like, but it, she's like, asked him how much he made on it. And he said $30. And then she kind of made a joke about, you know, oh, that that should be enough to pay our our uh, taxi ride to the poorhouse. But and I didn't think like, that was a huge shitty on him. Yeah, it was only thirty bucks from that job. But it's like, look, bitch, look, bitch, you can't even pay your rent. You shut up. Okay, fair, fair. <laughs> Two way street. Fair. You need us. You need us all to move in your house to help you pay your rent. And it's a bad business choice to take a taxi to the poorhouse. Well, this is that was the Uber. joke. I know. I was making another joke. <laughs> but yeah, it's, but yeah, it's like it's like you can't even pay your rent. So I'll take thirty so, bucks. Thirty bucks is thirty bucks. So but it's yeah, like, so he was hurt. Nick was very hurt by that. Like and that's why I said when when he when he got hard. hurt by that, that's when I, I was like, he's not confident. She made it right. as small, innocuous, and and frankly, one of the few mildly funny jokes in the script, and he got hurt. So okay, later, uh, Nick was in the kitchen, and Charlotte comes in and says, you know, I'm sorry. And she's apologizing, but Nick is deluded and thinking that she wants to sleep with him. Which yeah. I didn't know why he thought that she wanted to sleep with him because she gave like no, she wasn't, she didn't seem flirtatious to me. He made a hard pass at her when he first met her and she shut him down. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, there was like, she wasn't like, she was just 
talking normally. <laughs> like, and, and it really does make you think, like, like cuz this is the pilot episode. It it's then se- setting the stage that oh, this guy is such a lech that he's going to be hitting on his sister all day. He's going to be hitting on family every episode. That's a character right. trait they have given this man. That's so gross. Right. Yeah. Kind of a tough. Yeah, you're right. It's a tough character to carry a show. Mm-hmm. He's a I'm great just, side character. Too. Great, you know, making guest appearances, but being the center of the show. Yeah. No, obviously it didn't work. No. Oh, and so then it's oh, so then like she's like, okay, so you know what? I'm gonna make it up to you. I have something for you in the in the garage. What's that? So, so he's thinking that she wants to go to the garage to sleep with him. And and so then he prays to God to help him not to sleep with her and to show him a sign. And then the little poopy boy comes out. Little infant. And, and he's like, and, and, and he's like, where are you going? And the little boy's like, oh, I'm going to your surprise party. And he's like, yeah. oh. Which he delivered pretty good for a little case, I guess, of your party, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know what? I wonder, because that kid was definitely too young to know how to read. So I wonder if his mom basically just did the inflection and said, hey, say it like this. Probably. You know, he got line readings. Because, yeah, he definitely, that kid definitely was too young to know how to read. Not too young to know how to shit. Nope. No. Shitting is ageless. <laughs> no, he was shitting on craft service on, on the set. Oh, it was a full. That... It was a. It was, it was a circle of life. <laughs> no, like they probably had like little extra like little McNuggets for him at craft services. Then and like to go spaghettios to the... and stuff. Then he had to go back to the onset tutor so he could color. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so so then. Oh man. So then, <laughs> so then Nick is like, "Thank you, God, for giving me this sign." And then he walks in, and they all yell, "Surprise!" Get a surprise party for him. Why? You got thirty bucks. There goes the thirty bucks. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> this show is bad. I I looked ahead, and it's two episodes later, they got Norm and Cliff. They yeah. got to bring them in to save the day that doesn't help and then there's some some episodes later Charo pops up well Charo <laughs> Charo's the big star in the 80s I just looked up uh, the, the kid that played Mark he only has one other acting credit on IMDB he was in a single episode of the new leave it to beaver in 1989 oh so he was in all the hits all, all two show? hits <laughs> I would talk to I would talk to little Mark we get well, now he's show. probably we'll, like 40. We'll have a third credit. What was I going to say? Charo's, we have paintings from Charo's uh, ex-husband. Xavier Kuga? Yeah, we what? got some stupid paintings of his. They're ugly. We have who, these original. Who, who has you're, them? You're at your house? My parents had, yeah, and they're at the house. They're these original How Xavier did Kugat your parents paintings. end up with Xavier Kugat's paintings? They're stupid. They're they're ugly paintings, but they're like the original. original they're probably ones. worth money. They're worth money, but not that much money. I looked it up. 
Did I ever tell you guys about the time I did shrooms and pity followed Charo on YouTube? No. <laughs> I don't know why you'd have to do shrooms. It was like, to do that well, it was like case. early in the pandemic, and I. <laughs> never tried them and a friend gave me some and so it was the weekend that kenny rogers passed away and i thought "Eh, let's try these now i'm not doing anything it can't go anywhere this is like when everything was really 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 locked down still so i did them and i started watching the gambler which is not not good and it's really boring and really slow so i stopped watching it and i instead started going down a uh, love boat rabbit hole and started looking up clips of charo and then discovered that charo's youtube channel at least at the time only had about 600 followers Char- oh, which I fe- so I felt bad so I pity followed Charo on YouTube while on shrooms. That's sad. Charo should have more than six hundred followers. I agree. Well, she, well, now she is six hundred one. Yeah. I remember Charo was April on the Love Boat. Mm-hmm. She was always on there. Yeah, she used to go on there, and there was a conflict between her and the c- captain. I forget what it was though. There was there was some kind of. I don't know. They, they had some kind of issue. Like they had a love and affair. And remember the one? Out. Remember the one that she came on and she was going to marry this guy, but he made her like button up and like cover her cleavage and like like dress really conservatively. And then they she decides that she's going to break up with him. And how she does it is she goes on stage and she's singing this like really sad song. And then she goes ah, and then rips off her top and she's like her boobs are all hanging out. And then start singing around like Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. And that's how he, he knew the relationship was over. See, that would be much better to watch on shrooms than watching The Gambler starring Kenny Rogers. <laughs> the, the show, is, it was episode seven. It was episode was, was called Coochie Coochie. Um, and a triumph of good taste. Uh, the show, the, the uh, summary is Charo summons Nick to her dressing room for a repair. But when the job takes longer than it should, Loretta gets jealous and decides to confront her. Who, Charles? Charles wouldn't go for Nick. That's just, that's what it says. Okay, there, that's a reach. <laughs> Where did you find the gambler? Is that on a streaming service? Uh, I, I, I think I around? paid for, it might have been free, but I, I, it was on Amazon Prime. Do you own a 35-millimeter print? No, I don't think I paid for it, actually, now that I think of it. It was just, like, on my Amazon Prime subscription. Uh, But because I had started that movie and hadn't watched it for the longest time, every time I would turn on my Fire TV or open up Amazon Prime, it would be like, do you want to keep watching The Gambler? No. No, I don't. You you, you laugh. That was a big I knew when to fold them. When it came out. They made five of those fucking things. Or maybe six. Because wasn't Bruce Boxleitner in them? I believe so, yeah. So I guess this was pre-Tiger King, huh? Uh, Actually, I think it was the same weekend. Because I had heard about it from one of my friends and started watching Tiger King. I tried to watch it, and I'm like, this just feels like a reality show, and I don't like reality shows. I feel like everyone's playing it up for the camera, so I, I only got through like about 10 minutes of Tiger King. Because this, this was during the height of the lockdown where it's like, 
oh, I guess I'll just stay up all night I, watching Tiger King because I, I have nothing else to do. Like, I don't have to get up for anything tomorrow. No joke. I think I started watching Tiger King, and I'm like, eh, not really for me. Uh, I've got those shrooms. Let's watch The Gambler. Right. <laughs> so it was King. Tiger King basically is the reason why I ended up pity following Charo on YouTube. Not the shrooms. It was Tiger King. I didn't watch it. But I have a family member who keeps this um, Real Housewives on. Oh. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was on. Oh, did you watch it last night? It was really good. Well, I don't. It's on. But I'm trying to. I'm doing other things. But yeah, the woman was upset because she's got the, the hairdresser husband and yeah. some other woman spreading rumors that he's having an affair. And then she's telling him. No, and the crying. rumor was that he was sleeping with all of the men in town, her husband. Well, then he says it doesn't matter if it's like it's if he's gay. He doesn't deny it. He's like, I don't think it matters if I'm with. He's really hot. It's just, it's just well, he's infidelity. really hot, actually. It's just infidelity. <laughs> and our daughter might find out. I was like, oh, shut, everybody in, in the show needs to shut up. Oh, yeah, I was watching. I was watching it last night. Women. Anyway. Well, that's yeah. If you want to find me, you can find me on my website. Les Kirkendall Barrett dot com jason i just confirmed tiger king did premiere the same day kenny rogers died uh you can find <laughs> all of us maybe, on uh facebook instagram maybe, and threads at what's her <laughs> maybe tiger king is a reincarnation of kenny rogers oh if only okay well now i'm gonna it just dovetailed in now i'm gonna have to do streams and watch tiger king uh you can find all this of us on facebook taste. instagram and threads at lifetime of hallmark podcast also wherever you listen to us whatever podcasting platform please rate and review us give us five stars or the most amount of stars you can and uh it helps more people find the show you can find me on facebook instagram and threads at big shot jason kurt oh i'm on other episodes of i'm on the Shelf shedding movie show. I'm in a Halloween show oh. um, in Mullica Hill, New Jersey. If you want to see that, it's a it's a whole exhibit. It's like going to a great adventure Halloween. I don't get any money off of this, but but it's, I'm in it, and it's called it's the Creamy Acres Night of Terror. So but they should be paying for advertising, but but I'm doing that. So there we go. And if you are in Palm Springs, California, on October 14th at 11 a.m., I am part of the, it's, it's part of um, the uh, Palm Springs Pride on the Page uh, Festival at the Palm Springs Cultural Center. And I am part of the Scribes panel, Scribes of Stage and Screen. I guess I'm a scribe of stage. But um, you can find more about that. Just Google the Palm Springs Cultural Center and they will list how you can get tickets. Great. And that's it. Next is. week, I'm very excited because, you know, it's all about lady detectives and moonlighting. It's going to be great. I'm very, very excited about it, too. The gang's all there. Miss DePesto. I, I, and I, another thing that I found shocking, I, I kind of was taken aback that, like, Bruce Willis had, like, a full head of hair. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, that's right. He had hair. Yeah. <laughs> 
You could see him as an extra in the movie The Verdict. You could see him. Really? Yeah. Wow, that wasn't long before moonri- Moonlighting. It was a couple years. But only a couple. Wow, that's like a meteoric rise to fame. But yeah. Anywho, speaking <laughs> of Real Housewives, I got to go and watch the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion. So, <sighs> I'll see you. I, I, I know, Kurt. I know. <laughs> anyway, I'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>